Welcome to r slash pro revenge, where OP causes a company to collapse. Our next Reddit post is from No Inspector. I'm a typical simple guy who just likes relaxing, and I was born with the proverbial silver spoon in my mouth. I'm the black sheep of my family and a middle child to boot, but I at least have a little brains and some luck, which I kind of use on a day-to-day basis. Due to my parents' connections, I managed to get into lucrative schools in my country, did my military service, and was promoted upward to captain and later on was shipped off to college out of my country. I've never been too close with many people apart from my main circle of friends, and I prefer it that way. After college, I was employed in government. You guessed it, family connections. And after a few years, I was able to use my reputation to get ahead and meet people who helped me set up several businesses in my area. All of this took place in a coastal city. My businesses are booming since the coastal area where we live attracts a lot of tourists. The incident. One of my female employees was booked for a hysterectomy since she was at risk of cervical cancer. She went on to have the procedure successfully and had a quick recovery time. The bill was supposed to be paid for by my company insurance and we had made sure to get all the necessary pre-authorizations. A few months later, she came to work looking distraught. She had been given a bill by the hospital since the insurance had refused to pay for it, citing that it wasn't in the scope to cover. I was livid since I had made sure that everything was in order for this. I sent my account manager to go have a talk with the insurance people as we tried to calm my employee down. My manager came back super angry and told me that, basically, after showing them the evidence, the insurance people told him to just buzz off. I decided to personally go visit the insurance office and get a clear understanding of what was happening. They kept me waiting for an hour, and even after that, had the audacity to tell me the director from the head office declined to meet me because he was busy. I was extremely pissed, so I decided to go to their head office in the capital city, a two-hour flight away. The head office was no help and told me they had revised their policy and that operation was no longer covered. I asked when the policy was revised, and they told me a month ago. But I told them the surgery was done five months ago, and I had all the documentation. They claimed it was a 12-month retrospective. I asked why I wasn't informed of this, and they said they only informed their large clients. I demanded to speak to their boss, and I was told, verbatim, We're a large company, and we have no time to argue semantics with low-end clients. If you don't like it, then, frankly, you can leave and find a new insurance company. I was initially pissed, but now I was full-blown mad. I was livid and filled with rage. In all my years, I may have experienced some disrespect, and I accepted not to make problems, but this time, it went too far. I decided in the heat of the moment to switch over insurance and be done with them. I flew back home, went to the hospital, and settled the bill myself. My employee insisted that she would pay me back, but I refused because this wasn't her fault and I'll be damned if she pays for something that was way out of her control. I had a few days to cool down and I talked with my directors. I asked how long it would take to switch to another insurance carrier. They checked and if we switched, it would take six months for the new insurance to provide full coverage. The new insurance firm that we picked offered a way better deal. It would cost me a little more, but I didn't really care. The people who dealt with us from our old insurance seemed unfazed that I was pulling my company from them since they thought that I was just a small business. 
They looked puzzled when I came in with several people and a few boxes of documents. What they failed to realize was that apart from this one business, which is a restaurant, I also have three bars, a cab company, a hotel resort, a cleaning service chain, a building and residential guard service, and several rental buildings in the town and around the country. Their shock was compounded when my lawyer told them just who exactly I am. The shock awe, confusion, and panic when they heard my family name was an extremely satisfying sight. Cue their pleading and attempted negotiations and apologies. It was so big that the news reached their head office, who sent not only their director, the one who apparently was too big to see me, but also their chief legal officer, their chief financial officer, and the president of the company. I somehow also earned a personalized call from their CEO who was abroad. No amount of sweet talking was changing my mind, and by the end of the six weeks, we had completely removed ourselves from the old insurance. The aftermath. My family and friends listened to my advice and also stopped using that insurance carrier. The company took such a huge hit that when COVID came around, it was a big deal that they were barely floating. Shortly after, they were bought by the insurance company that I had moved to, which was their greatest rival. In a cruel twist of irony, the building they were operating on in our town was sold, and if you guessed that I purchased it, you would be absolutely correct. I decided to remodel the inside and turn it into a business rental space. All in all, it was a sweet payback. Wherever they are, I hope those disrespectful guys learn that everyone's human and they're not above anyone, and that karma is a cold, heartless witch. Our next Reddit post is from Memphis Grit. I'm the maintenance director at an independent senior living center. It's pretty much an apartment complex, but only senior citizens are allowed to live there. We provide three meals a day, housekeeping, activities, a bus for transportation, and several other amenities to increase the quality of life because more times than not, they'll spend the final years of their life here. Our facility is family-owned and therefore values family. Family members of current employees are encouraged to apply for positions. We have one rule in our employee handbook. Ensure resident safety, happiness, and prolongment of life. I take my job very seriously and take pride in it. I try to go above and beyond to make them all happy. Each resident during the daytime either listens to radio, plays crossword puzzles, or most of the time watches their favorite TV shows. We don't provide a television service. Each resident has to provide it themselves, if they choose. Over the last year, there's been a trend of TVs not working in countless rooms, and when this happens, they're very upset. Whenever I get a work order for a TV, I go to check it out. Most of the time, there's nothing I can do. If the cable isn't cut, everything's plugged in, and there's no obstruction to the satellite signal, it has to be a software issue. When this happens, I install an air antenna until the regular service is fixed. I call the company, a tech comes out, fixes it, and usually, within a couple of hours, it stops working again. This creates a never-ending cycle of upset residents. Over the course of an entire year, I spoke with several supervisors and tried to schedule for someone to come out and go through the entire property with me to address each issue. They weren't having that. They wanted me to go to each individual unit and have that particular resident call them, which is almost impossible. A lot of them have trouble hearing and discussing complex matters over the phone, let alone know the four-digit code and the answer to their secret question. One resident was missing service for over 60 days, and I demanded they refund or discount this resident properly. They ended up giving her $21 off, which isn't even half of a single month's payment. When I spoke with a TV representative, I told them they weren't doing enough, and they would regret it. 
These companies have caused significant property damage to the facility. They've run coax cables through gutters and downspouts. They ran cables draped over the sidewalk, which is a tripping hazard. They installed dishes in the center of courtyards, basically wherever's convenient for them. All over the property, cables are strung out on top of the grass for hundreds of feet, and they don't bother to bury the cables. I've discussed this numerous times with the owner. The last time I spoke to him about it, he gave me the okay to handle the situation and do whatever needed to be done to fix the issue. My options were limited, and the only feasible option I could come up with was using a landline company that didn't need a satellite dish. Well, I've officially finished running new coax cables to every single unit, and a landline company came in and installed boxes and services in each resident's apartment. Residents who previously had to pay a monthly fee for their TV service now get their service free of charge, and those who never had service now do. We've saved over 50 residents money each month, and now over 200 residents now had TV when they didn't before, all without any increase to rent whatsoever. I couldn't be happier for my residents. Our next Reddit post is from Auk Lemon. I worked for a company that provides specialized equipment used in manufacturing. During my time working in this field, I got to know many clients who would need these machines installed and serviced. One of these customers we'll call Jake. I later left my company to work at a different job, but apparently Jake kept my number. One afternoon, I got a call from Jake that they wanted a new unit installed, and they had another unit that needed maintenance, and they wanted to know if I was available. I let Jake know that I left my old company, but I could pass him on to someone who could help. He tells me that he'll pay me two times the current rate to install the unit over the weekend. He lets me know that my old company has increased the cost of installing a unit, and he just can't afford it anymore. The instructions my old company sent over just aren't clear enough, and their engineers are scratching their heads trying to figure it out. He begs me to consider it, and I agree. For some context, installing this unit can take a good few hours or up to a day if you're on your own. My old company gives customers two options. You can either pay for an engineer to come and install it, or you can save money and they'll send instructions so the customer's own engineers can install it. The instructions aren't easy to follow, and it's company policy that if a customer has started to install the equipment, the supplier won't get involved since they can't verify if the pieces are broken. This will be important later. I drive down on the weekend and they show me the boxes of equipment. I get to work and make good progress installing the unit. Around six hours in, I'm stopped by Jake who greets me. I let him know that I'm nearly finished and he tells me, Sorry, but I just don't have the budget to pay you. I understand your frustration, but my engineers can take it from here. To say that I was frustrated was an understatement. I wanted revenge. There's a small button inside the unit that changes the unit into test mode. This is done to perform maintenance on the unit, but it's impossible to configure the unit with this button pressed. It's only possible to reach this button using a pin, so it's not easily pressed during installation. Because of this, the installation instructions don't mention it. There's no real way of telling the equipment is in test mode, it just won't work normally. I think you can guess where this is going. I click the button, collect my things, and leave. On Monday morning, I get a call from Jake. I declined. I knew my old company wouldn't get involved since I already started installing the units. I knew that his engineers would never figure it out, so I just had to let him stew. A few days later, with many missed calls, I finally pick up. Jake is furious. He asks me where the hell I've been and why I haven't been picking up the phone. 
He tells me they can't figure out how to configure the machine and they need my help. I tell him, why is that my problem? You won't pay me. He told me he was sorry and they would work something out if I could get over there as soon as possible. I told him, oh no, you're going to pay me $7,000 up front before I do anything. I have never felt this powerful before. He screamed at me for a bit and hung up. He called back a day later after saying he's sorry for how he acted and said that if I would come and fix it, he would pay me in a totally defeated tone. He tried to fight me by saying that he would pay me when I was done, but I was having none of it. After a bit of back and forth, he agrees to pay me. The money hit my account and I came back the next day. The look of confusion over his face when I took out a pen and changed the unit from test mode was priceless. It was even more priceless seeing his reaction to me packing up my tools and leaving after only 20 minutes of configuring. That was the easiest $7,000 I'd ever made. Don't try to mess with a professional problem solver. And down in the comments, we have this story from one eternally lost. For context on this next story, a lien is something that a builder can do on a property where if they don't get paid, the lien prevents the property from being sold. That way, whoever has the property has to actually pay their debts before they can sell the property and make a profit on it. I remember a builder decided not to pay his crews on a house that he was building. At first, the foreman of each crew put a lien on the house, about 8 guys total. Then, each and every worker put a lien on the house, about 70 guys. So, when the potential buyer found out that there was nearly 80 liens on the house, he backed out of the purchase. Then, the builder had to track down every single one of the builders before he could sell the house. The problem is, a lot of the guys who didn't get paid moved on to other crews, other professions, even other states. It was years before the builder could clear all the liens and sell the house, and he had to pay taxes on it the whole time. That was our slash pro revenge, and if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.